This is Pull Request Hot Topic. Short and sweet and hard to beat. Pull Request Hot Topic is a quick shot of tech news diving into one highly relevant topic each episode with two techno experts, Eric Newman and Ryan Swiner. Today's episode, iPhone Bootron Exploit. Hello, everybody. Welcome to yet another Pull Request Hot Topic. My name is Eric Newman, and I apologize for not putting out a show recently because I've been... Ugh, I've been sick. And uh, my energy levels and my voice levels have not been good enough to really do a show. Uh, who's been able to attest to that is my compatriot of code from across the country, uh, Ryan Swiner. Hi, Ryan. Hey, Yeah, you've been sick. How you doing? Quite good. Are you sick? I'm not sick, but it is cold in Colorado today. Oh, well, that's that's nice. Yes, fall is coming here to New York later this week. But uh, other hot news today, by the way, Mark Zuckerberg was at an all-hands meeting on or at Facebook and had a very long, I guess, tirade? It wasn't really that, it wasn't really that aggressive uh, about the direction of Facebook and what the U.S. government wants to do with it. But yeah, I, I think it's a good idea. I'm sorry? Tirade does not seem to describe that transcript. I went right to the transcript... And it actually seemed eminently reasonable and responsible. Like the it whole did, thing. but but you know what? We're not CNN, so we're not going to jump on this and potentially uh, give you some bad analysis. We're going to wait a couple days for that to distill down. By the way, New York banned the phrase "illegal aliens." Hillary and Chelsea Clinton are playing tonight at King's Theater in Brooklyn. There's a sequel to our Stallman coverage where he may actually be homeless right now. That's really sad. I finally installed iOS 13, and this Sunday we should have for you a full new poll request where we talk about most of the stuff I just mentioned. Uh, but today's episode is not really about that. It's about something that sounds really technical, but not, my, isn't really... We can distill this down, at least. Take the sensationalism out about this iPhone boot ROM exploit. But first, Ryan, you've been in the van for basically most of the last week. Uh, where are you? Uh, yeah, so I left. I left Vegas about... A week ago, um, on the way to my Air Force Academy, like, 10-year reunion. Are you now in the... Oh, you you were not... It's not something that involves the witness protection program. No, no, yeah. It was just, like, a class reuni- reunion thing. And then I head up to Denver, and I've been around here for a few days hanging out with some folks I know. And then I think uh, maybe even tomorrow I might start the, the, large, the larger cross-country trip. Nice. Yep. And what's uh, so? So Denver was because of your Air Force Academy. Yeah, yeah. In? So that was Colorado Springs, and then Denver is just uh, some people I know in Colorado. Um, gotcha. I saw a picture of you in, on Facebook at the reunion, and you do not look like a military person anymore. No, not at all. No, that's not a thing no. I look like. No, you look like a venture capitalist. Uh, <laughs> I guess that's the longer yeah, hair I, and the random hat and the being tall. You know, it's a that's weird yes. that that fits within any form of venture capital archetype. <laughs> but I get it. Yeah. Um, yeah. Well, the other thing I, I you were telling me about is this uh, this iPhone exploit, though. That's right. Um, I, I know that, like I said before, the title sounds very technical, but we want to give a, a rather simplistic or layman's terms explanation of what's going on because you might hear something like, uh, let's see if I can do this. Uh, Your phone may be at risk from the newest iPhone exploit. More at 11. Or we could do a... A hacker drops a bombshell that may affect all iPhones out today. More at 11. 
Right. Or here's why I got one. I got one more. Okay. Okay. Tonight at eleven, we talk about how your cell phone may be at risk of a dangerous new exploit. Guess what? It's what? not that big of a deal. It's not that big of a deal. Yeah. So I get. It's not. I got the impression that this exploit has been around for a long time. Basically, it hasn't. It is new. It, it's very. It's it's it is new, and the way that it works is pretty novel. I'll admit, but I don't think it deserves that kind of sensationalism. Uh, everything you know, just look for unpatchable iPhone exploit on Google, and you'll see a ton of stuff. Um, but for the people, I'd say this benefits most the people that like jailbreaking their phones. Personally, I don't jailbreak my phone because it's my phone. I need it to work. I don't want some stupid program that I, uh, you know, uh, down, uh, downloaded from some, let's say, objectionable provenance okay. to infect the ability for my phone to work properly. I kind of need that to always be there. And if it doesn't work, I can go to a place and have somebody fix it and not say, oh, you uh, used a, an exploit on this phone to jailbreak it, and now it's up to you. Okay, so I guess probably the best place or it seems like a logical place to start with this, is what makes this different from normal ways of uh, jailbreaking an iPhone? It, in that, it's different in that this operates in the boot, the boot ROM territory, which I understand ROM is read-only memory. However, iBoot, which is the name of the boot manager that, uh, that iOS uses, utilizes some low-level SDRAM, that actually, the developer for this, for the Checkmate, it's, uh, the exploit is called Checkmate M number 8. Uh, the, the Checkmate exploit was able to fit all of his malicious code inside of, inside of that SDRAM memory. And it was able to be, when uh, part of it was used during the boot sequence, then he was able to, and his exploit, his exploit was launched, and he was able to essentially execute any code at the boot ROM level. But... That sounds really bad. It does sound really bad. Here's the thing. Because the boot ROM is a ROM, the exploit only works in memory. So when you restart the phone, it doesn't work. It's not there anymore. So persistence is a real issue with this. Now, the way that jailbreakers could use this is after they have essentially this one-time per boot exploit, they can then load in their software uh, that allows them to do uh, springboarding and 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 Cydia for app downloads and all that other stuff. Um, but just as a reminder, you know, jailbreaks really can contain anything, and there's a chance that the jailbreak build that you get is infected, with, uh, could be infected with something else. And while rebooting wouldn't allow Checkmate to exist, it would allow or persist. It would allow. Uh, some of the more sophisticated jailbreaking tools to exist. But again, this is not necessary. We're not saying your phone's going to get hacked. Physical access has to be required to your phone. It's not like you can go to a website and all of a sudden your phone's going to be hacked with this. Right. So you, there are other exploits. So you can. So you need physical access to the phone. So, but can you do this through a cable, or you have to actually have to take the phone apart and do something to it? You don't have to take the phone apart. Using a cable or having it plugged into a computer is what's known as a tethered exploit. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's, and that's what this, this kind of thing needs to be. It needs to be a tethered exploit. However, uh, there have been experiments working with a, a portable dongle using a sophisticated cable that essentially embeds a microcomputer that does this thing that your regular computer would do. So it's still essentially a tethered exploit. But 
the idea, like I said, is this exploit runs once. It allows you to inject code that may be able to persist, but it's not going to be able to exploit your phone or to run a or to, to uh, implant a virus without you actually having the phone, connecting it to your computer, restarting it in DFU mode, which DFU stands for disk effed up mode, and you have to perform these steps yourself. Or I guess a malicious actor would have to perform themselves uh, those steps themselves. This this hack or this exploit, sorry, I even call it a hack right there. This exploit doesn't compromise touch ID or face ID or the secure enclave, so it's not going to be able to crack your PIN or your or your passcode to leak data out from your device. The secure enclave actually looks like uh, it, it, it's turning out to be pretty secure with all of these exploits that are coming out. That said, you know, we almost got there if it weren't for those damn kids. So, so, what, um, so what actually the secure enclaves are basically just a like a thumb drive or a bit of solid state memory in the phone that doesn't touch anything else. Exactly. It's a, it's a, from what I understand, it's an air. It's essentially an air gapped system. Um, that I mean, it's not entirely air gapped because the phone has to interface with it, but it's separated enough to where the hashes of your fingerprints and face and all of the others and all of, and your hat and your passcode and all of that are stored within the secure enclave in a way that they can't be decrypted to reveal the plain text and they can't be uh, bypassed. Additionally, with this iBoot stuff, the way that it works is through a secure boot process, as in every single step of the boot process needs to be validated using what's, uh, what are known as SHSH blobs. Um, and you have to be able, all of these exploits or all of the things that jailbreak that would modify the boot ROM need to be able to still generate proper SHSH blobs or else your device won't boot, which is in, like in an interesting circumstance. Let's say you wanted to downgrade your phone to a, an, an iOS version that was too old, actually. Uh, you would be able to do that even if it wasn't a jailbroken iOS app. You'd be able to, or iOS version, you'd be able to do that with this exploit, but... You would it wouldn't be able you wouldn't be able to restart your phone because it doesn't have the proper it's a ridiculous name s h s h blob it's a type of checksum um I don't want to get too technical here but it's, yeah it makes uh, me think about s s h but it's not or s h a one other other s h a one is a different type of uh, checksum but yeah so uh the best like I said the best ways for this to be used are for the jailbreaking community which they're already messing up their phones as much as they want, so it's fine. Uh, but like I said before, this isn't really a hack. It's not going to be able to leak data out of your phone unless you, unless you have a really old phone, uh, older than iPhone 5, without the secure enclave, then there is a chance that they could hack your data. But that would be something that rides on top of Checkmate. Checkmate itself is just this boot ROM exploit that allows you to uh, include a payload, let's say, of the code that you want to execute. But... It still needs to be validated by the rest of the system. Yeah, it sounds like if you invited someone with, like, a Kali Linux box and some weird cables and stuff to a party and then left them with your phone for a while, it's kind of your bad. Yeah, exactly. One of the people uh, – so there was an interview with this with the developer of Checkmate on Ars Technica, and they said something like that. They were like, so if you left your phone in a hotel room, what are the odds that someone can use this exploit to hack your phone? And they, and they said, pretty slim. Because the other types of exploits that they would rather use 
would be something like the Wi-Fi access point is infected with with something that when you go to a militia, uh, when you go to a website and it implants malicious code on your phone. That has nothing to do with this exploit. Um, <clears throat> yeah. It seems much more valuable if you're trying to exploit phones. Yes. So really, it's for the jailbreaking. Like I said, the jailbreaking, the hobbyist community. The I want to see. I want to get more than Apple lets me do out of my phone. Um, and the research community. Say you have traffic that is connecting to your phone from some country that you don't think should be con- uh, connecting to it, like Russia. Uh, you would be able to have a connection monitor or something like Little Snitch on Mac OS mm-hmm. on your iPhone that doesn't currently exist and you doesn't is not offered on iOS. So you would quote unquote need to jailbreak it. And something like this would allow those people. Uh, who research exploits into research computer security into research forensics, who may ultimately sell their research to the government and the police, uh, to continue doing that. Hmm. That's Speaking of the government and the police, it's not like they can use this to crack your phone either. Now, I remember meeting I, – um, I actually met the guy who um, – uh, there was an article talking about uh, when they broke into that that shooter – the San Bernardino. Oh, the shooter? FBI. Guess what? Yeah, guess what? They had a contractor His, do that. They had a Russian contractor do that. And speaking of Russian hackers, and his phone didn't have the secure enclave. <laughs> so harder to do now. It is harder to do. Yes, um, but the thing is, is that newer phones have the secure enclave, and they're not going to be susceptible to that type of data leakage. And the fact that Checkmate doesn't work on the newest of newest iPhones. This thing came out, Checkmate dropped about a week or so ago, but a couple of weeks ago, the iPhone 11 came out. And this exploit doesn't even look like it works on the iPhone XS. It only looks like it works on the iPhone X. Okay, so, so from 5 to, from beyond X, 5 to X. From 5 to 10, right. Which in Apple math these days is like 14 phones. But, uh, you know... It's, but it's not going to hack your stuff unless you're doing something explicitly that enables that ability. The risks of installing a jailbroken distribution of iOS and having a, a virus put on your device or a rootkit put on your device or some kind of monitoring put on your device, something malicious, is relatively low. But it definitely still exists, much like how a lot of vape cartridges are moonshine. And they might thing? be causing some depth. Yeah, they, they might, that might be behind a couple of the deaths that are happening because of vaping. And they're not talking about that. So it's a similar thing. It's once you open the door to the unknown, you really don't know what you don't know. And I'm not necessarily a fan of Donald Rumsfeld, but um, that is a good quote of his. Yeah, it wasn't, wasn't bad. Yeah, unlike a lot of the other things he did. Anyway, um, mm-hmm. I don't know if kind you can complain about him having went to a military class reunion over the weekend but i think that brings us full circle so i actually saw him do a commencement speech uh for did one you? of the class years i did yeah i saw a donald rumsfeld speech to the class of to... 2006 i think it was wow well i'll have to ask you about that next time because i think it's time to end so ryan i'll i'll talk to you i guess we need it we need a good tagline for the end of this this series hmm. hot topic yeah i don't know i don't know it's what getting say cold other than i don't around like here. i don't like have a good night or talk to you later yeah maybe but, just it's getting cold around here or something 
Yes. Well, have a good night. I'll talk to you later. And right. uh, we'll, we'll do another one in a couple days. Sounds good. Yes, and be sure to sit, be sure to look out for an all-new pull request coming up this weekend. Unless I get sick again. Word. Have a good night. Later, folks. This has been a Pneumonium production. The views and opinions expressed on pull request do not necessarily reflect those of Pneumonium LLC or its subsidiaries.